0: Step right on up, take a good, good look At the latest pie that fate could cook This is no final, no supermarket good Just a revelation from me to you so don't believe a thing that you might hear at least from the last 30 40 years cause it wasn't long ago just before the reign of nero we had no concept of zero Tell me where, well, you know, you know, wow? oh, yeah, yeah. oh six little soldiers with stripes on their shoulders, never with a thought to death. respiration and and the flow of oxygen to the brain so wake up sleepy head listen why i have to say as you near near your independence day just keep in mind in time you find so Your best interest in mind So don't believe a thing That you might hear At least from the last 30, 40 years Cause it wasn't long ago Just before the reign of Nero We had no concept of zero Oh.
1: Welcome to Women's Magazine. It's 11-11, 2016. I'm Global Val, and I don't know about you, but this world feels like a fucking circus. Are listening to Women's Magazine here on MutinyRadio.fm. I'm Global Val. It is, as I said, November 11th, 2016, just a couple of days after a shocking election. Um, you know, I mean, I'm not really shocked by idiocy, but I am shocked by hate. And I and uh, to think that, you know, people who, who voted for that clown... Um, now feel emboldened to just run around, uh, lawlessly attacking people, um, for whatever they may look like, uh, act like, or whatever their general impression is of them. Um, I, I, you know, we have to absolutely condemn all of this, uh, terrible, uh, surge of bigotry and just coming from ignorance, uh, that, that we see, um, after this election. I mean, you know, we did have George W. Bush for eight years uh, and uh, when I, you know, I was talking to my mom about it and she's like, well, you know, we ha- we had Judge W. for eight years. I guess we can handle this freak. But really, people need to be able to handle themselves. Um, it's one thing to elect somebody. It's another thing to now just feel like you can run around and like attack people because of the color of their skin or what they're wearing on their heads or you know there's 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 still law in this country for god's sakes so everybody look out for one another everyone's feeling kind of vulnerable right now um we certainly can't live in fear uh and we shouldn't have to but you know we gotta look out for one another right now it's kind of a, a testing time for all so we're sending peace. I'm sending peace and love out to all of you, but I want to start off with a poem that I wrote a few weeks ago. And it's and it's called Greasy Palms. Real estate developers cut corners and give us leaning towers disturb fields of wildflowers, or uproot the family plots of Scots to make room for a golf course brought in by a pushy, bullish real estate developer. You just can't trust that kind of character, because even when creating homes, it's the buyers that will pay through the nose and most likely fight tooth and nail just to be called homeowners. Call me in 30 years and tell me when it's all over. Then maybe I'll pull my eyes open to see real estate developers are inherently untrustworthy. Insiders get kickbacks. Resistors get kicked out. Parking lots get more spaces than space. It's dense, but you'll figure it out. Put your head down and feed. If there's plenty of anything, there's plenty of greed. On that note, I've been learning a lot about swine. Hogs made to order, crossbred and designed. Smithfield sold out and off to an undisclosed company in China, now the biggest producer of American pork. Does that sound like a last resort? No, Smithfield just wanted to make more. Money is a funny thing. It can buy you freedom or a slave labored diamond ring. It can buy a political campaign and host a m- mainstream media field day with, replete with ice cream. The circus has come to Down and they're getting parades by the pound. But I cannot submit to this type of politics. It's a pep rally rather than a round table. It suggests a psychic frenzy rather than a compromising pool. Why can't we all just be cool? No, nay, vetoed, overruled. Thank you for listening to Women's Magazine here on MutinyRadio.fm. We're out here in San Francisco, and despite the losses of, uh, well, of our country's, you know, soul, um, you know, you can get that back. Uh, I think you're supposed to sign on the dotted line somewhere. Um, we actually, here in San Francisco and in California, we did have many, many successes, uh, movements toward a type of progress. Um but before we jump into that, and we are going to jump into that in just a minute, um, I don't know how you felt when you woke up on, on Wednesday morning, um, but this is, this is kind of how I felt.
2: Same with a different style and pattern, better known as an herbal version.
1: You're listening to women's magazine i'm global val here at mutiny radio san francisco and yeah i woke up and it was just like eek there's a rat in the kitchen uh there's a rat there's a there's a clown going into the white house holy shit what are you gonna do that thing's infested um but you know what there there are uh there are ways to uh To chase that rat out of your kitchen. And uh, one of those ways, because we're here in Women's Magazine, we're looking out for, uh, looking for the light in the dark here, looking for the the good news, let's say. So, although the first major candidate, female candidate, uh, Hillary Clinton, um, actually won the popular vote across the nation. Um, she unfortunately did not win the Electoral College. And, you know, I, I'm not uh, touting Hillary as the best possible president we could ever have. However, she's a highly qualified woman who's been working her way up through the dirty ranks of the good old boys' club her entire life and was well-positioned to walk right into the job tomorrow and instead, well, you know. But um, we have to celebrate victories while where we can... And so there is some good news, um, since we are talking about women, uh, making, doing impossible or not impossible, but, um historical historical things so yes magazine reports on six women who won historic firsts Uh, across the country women of various backgrounds shattered the status quo they ran on platforms of equality and progressive reform against longtime incumbents in historically conservative states and they won let me tell you about some of these women here um, we had Kate Brown, Democrat in Oregon, the first elected openly LGBTQ governor. Um, she's been serving as Oregon's governor since her successor resigned uh, amid a corruption scandal in 2015, and yet, and she was. Uh, Just this week, she was elected by the state to serve the next two years of what would have been the rest of former Governor John Kitsaber's term. Uh, Brown was previously Oregon Secretary of State and Majority Leader of the the State Senate, uh, the first openly LGBTQ candidate to win a gubernatorial election, and... Let's see. Um, as Governor Brown has already put billions of dollars into Oregon's education budget, increased the minimum wage. Next, she hopes to introduce gun safety legislation, especially on campuses, and increase high school graduation rates and pass protections for LGBTQ people. Kate Brown, Governor of Oregon, Democrat. Also, we have Tammy Duckworth, Democrat in Illinois, the first Thai American woman elected to the Senate. The U.S. uh, Senate. Um, She's been in the House of Representatives. Um, Yeah, she was elected to the U.S. House of Representatives in 2013 and became the first female veteran, the first disabled woman, and the first Asian-American woman to represent Illinois. Born in Bangkok, Thailand, to a World War II veteran father and a Thai mother, Duckworth grew up in various places throughout Asia where her father worked for the U.N. and numerous Corporations. She moved to Hawaii at age 16, where she also attended college before earning her master's in Washington, D.C. She joined the Reserve Officers Training Corps in 1990 and later served as a helicopter pilot because it offered combat opportunity. Whew. Well, she's going to find that in Congress, too, again. In 2004, she was deployed to Iraq and lost both of her legs after her helicopter was hit by a rocket propelled grenade. She has since advocated for veterans and recently denounced Donald Trump's comments about wanting a purple heart. (laughs) Oh my God. Um, Okay. So Tammy Duckworth back in the U S house of representatives from the state of Illinois. And she's from Thailand. I love Thailand. Swadika. All right. And of course our, Homegrown girl right here, Kamala Harris, Democrat of California. Um, the first, wh- what they're referring to in this, mag- this magazine article is biracial. I don't know why we're still fucking talking about race so much, but apparently this is what this is what we're looking at in America. Uh, these these uh, labels still persist um first biracial and indian american woman elected to the senate she's going to the u.s senate kamala harris is um in 2010 harris made history as the first female first black and first asian american to be elected attorney general of california now she will be the first indian american and first biracial female senator uh harris's upbringing was a multicultural one born to an indian woman mother and a jamaican father in california she attended howard university and received a law degree from the university of california harris earned president obama's endorsement for senate and was also speculated to be a potential replacement for u.s supreme court justice antonin scalia though she has said she has no interest in filling that position Harris has committed to making higher education more accessible and expanding voting rights. She's also expected to work toward mending the criminal justice system, an issue she has focused on for much of her career. So Kamala Harris has been doing a lot of great work up in Sacramento, um, again, kind of uh, railing against private prisons, um, trying to push for more education, rehabilitation. and, uh, And she's actually a firm opponent of the death penalty, which... Unfortunately, did not get repealed in California. I don't know. I don't know about you. Like, I I went to bed on Tuesday night and I kind of refused to stay up and watch any results because it looked kind of disgustingly close. I said, I'm going to go to bed tonight. I'm going to wake up on Wednesday here in California. And, um, you know, I'm just going to hold this vision. We're going to have a female president, weed's going to be legal. And Californians will have repealed the death penalty, and it will be a new world. Well, we got one of those, but that doesn't really change much here in California. Indian American woman elected to the U.S. House of Representatives. Soon, representing Washington's 7th Congressional District, Pramila Jalapal is the first Indian-American woman elected to U.S. Congress. Born in India and raised in Indonesia and Singapore, she came to the United States at age 16 to attend Georgetown University. She's been involved in Seattle-area civil rights activism for more than 20 years. She founded and served as executive director of the pro-immigration advocacy group One America until 2012. In 2013, she was given the White House's Champion of Change Award. She began her political career as a Democrat in 2014 when she ran for state Senate in Washington and won. After two years in the state office, she decided to run for Congress and went on to a significant victory in the primary over her opponent, another Democrat, Brady Walkinshaw. Jayapal's progressive beliefs align with Bernie Sanders, who endorsed her in April. In a statement addressing the 1%, Jayapal said, quote, what Congress needs is a progressive voice who is unafraid to take on these powerful interests. All right, moving along. You know what I like so far is that all of the, all these women have international experience. I feel like the, the narrow-mindedness and ignorance is what has put us in the position of, well what happened this week um you know folks who are just educated by television alone uh thinking that their hero is going to be some guy with a reality show and a lot of money all right next woman highlighted here catherine cortez masto democrat of nevada she is the first latina but she is also the first female senator from the state of nevada um she is the granddaughter of a Mexican immigrant and was born and raised in Nevada, uh, before b- being elected as a democratic Senator. She served two terms as attorney general, during which time she worked to provide financial aid for students and strengthen laws, preventing sex trafficking in her race for Senate. Cortez Masto ran against Joe Heck to fill the democratic minority leader seat of, uh, the seat of the minority leader, Harry Reid. um, and it was one of the most competitive Senate elections among the total of 34 this week. Um, Catherine Casta- Cortez Masto says, quote, My grandfather came from Mexico for the very reason that many other families have come here, which is an opportunity to succeed, to make sure your kids have more than what you had. Uh, because of this hard work and courage and the hard work of my parents, my sister and I are the first to graduate from college. That, to me, is the American dream as senator she has said she will work to overturn citizens united protect access to medicare and social security raise the minimum wage and craft comprehensive immigration reform wow congress isn't going to know what hit them. all right next next woman highlighted by yes magazine who who won (laughs) ilhan omar a Democratic Farmer and Labor Party from Minnesota. She is the first Somali-American Muslim woman elected to state legislature. Ilhan Omar is the first Somali-American woman to be elected to public office in the United States. After fleeing the Somali Civil War with her family at age eight in the early 1990s, Omar spent the next four years in a Kenyan refugee camp. In 1995, Omar's family arrived in Virginia and eventually resettled in Minneapolis, home to the nation's largest population with Somali ancestry. She studied political science and international studies at North Dakota State University. Omar has worked at the Minnesota Department of Education as a senior policy aide for, the Minneapolis senior Council, for a Minneapolis Senior Council member. In August, she beat a 22-term incumbent by more than 10% of the primary vote. What? 22-term? She has said that she believes it's time leaders of her district truly represent the community's diverse history, one that includes immigration, but her success has not come from just popularity among Somalis quote the ability that ability to create connections with people who don't look like me who don't share my identities has sort of been the success of my campaign. She told the digital media company refinery twenty nine in office again this is a state senate of uh in Minnesota state legislature uh, all right Hello. got a little got a little crackly here my Hold on. I'm going to play a little music here for you because uh, i got to fix my mic. Is it in the whisper? I think I got my mic working again. It got all crackly. Sorry, folks. Uh, I also know I got a late start to the show today. So if you're listening to the podcast, uh, hopefully um, there wasn't, there might have been a big chunk of silence, which we don't like. Um, anyhow, so we're, we're highlighting women who um, kind of broke broke the status quo, got elected um, this week. Um, Ilhan Omar, again, f- uh, from Minnesota, the first Somali-American Muslim woman elected to state legislature. In office, Omar is expected to focus on closing the opportunity gap by supporting universal pre-kindergarten, hiring... <sighs> Crackly microphones. Great. Crackly microphones, Batman. There we go. Um, She's expected to focus on closing the opportunity gap by supporting universal pre-kindergarten, hiring more teachers of color, and fighting for better rights for immigrants and LGBTQ people. She's also committed to making higher education more affordable and ensuring, hey, clean air and water. So go, ladies. Ladies. Go, ladies. Go, ladies. Um, you're doing a great job. Also, um, not mentioned in that article, but also, Hawaii um, elected a, J- a J- Japanese born Mazi Hironi to be the first ever Asian American woman elected to the Senate. <laughs> and Democrat Tulsi Gabbard, as the first ever practicing Hindu, has been elected to the U.S. House of Representatives. Um, and she's going to be. Um, Sworn in over the uh, Bhagavad Gita, not the Bible. (laughs) So some pretty interesting victories across the country here. A lot of uh, internationally experienced women. Who will be heading either to their state legislatures or to the US Congress in the Senate and the House of Representatives? And we wish you well because we need your voices and we're here for you too. Thanks for listening to Women's Magazine. I'll be right back with some announcements. few announcements of some events that are coming up in the next few days. And the first one I want to tell you about is, uh, an event with the Afghan coalition. Um, so I got this notice from the executive director of the Afghan coalition here in the Bay area, um, Rona Popal, who was recently honored by the women's international, women's intercultural network at women's equality day for her human rights work on behalf of Afghan women's rights. Um, this was the invitation I received from Rona. She said, quote, We are writing to invite you to join a groundbreaking Afghan grassroots movement to fight against child marriage among Afghans. While we, the Afghan people, have been hoping and praying for change in Afghanistan, we have continued to see unprecedented crimes committed against Afghan women. One such atrocity is the frequency and acceptability of child marriage. Every day, another 10 year old girl or younger is married to someone 30 years or older. The government silently watches as girl after girl is delivered into a life of oppression and grief. It is time we stand up against these atrocities. We must educate our Afghan brothers and sisters so as to transform their view on child marriage. This movement will require coordination and rapid multiplication driven by fierce determination. Change will not be easy, but as we stand united with each other, our force will grow until child marriages are no longer seen as acceptable and honorable, but rather seen as the oppressive, selfish, and shameful acts that they are. We need your support. Come join our movement. Uh, That was from Rona Popal of the Afghan Coalition. So you can go to an event that they're having on Monday evening, that's November 14th, starting at 4 p.m., and it's in Hayward at a place called Anar. Restaurant. Uh, The address is 24, sorry, 24973 Santa Clara Street in Hayward, California. Again, ANAR Restaurant, that's A N A R, uh, at 24973 Santa Clara Street in Hayward, California on Monday, November 14th at 4 p.m. If you want more information, you can call 510 574 1682 two another announcement something that's happening all weekend starting this evening and going through the weekend and i believe on monday as well is the goddess harvest festival and it's free it's at her church at 760 sorry 678 portola drive here in san francisco it's free admission free parking uh asl and wheelchair accessible there's going to be live music vending workshops food for sale an art show um liturgy of the divine feminine um all sorts of things her church is up there on at the top of the hill on portola here um kind of near that really big intersection uh, and cross just near juvenile hall and uh school of the arts up there um it's a big church that's been there for a long time but just a few years ago uh i was driving past it and it was purple and lavender and uh, it's her church i've actually never been there myself um but i I do know some folks who have and they do have this festival every year so throughout the day over the weekend for sure um all the vendors that come out. It's like a, it's like a market. So if you wanted to go and like, you know, start your holiday shopping, you probably get some really cool handmade, uh, special items. Um, and, and, uh, there's workshops and stuff too. Uh, last thing, uh, because I started the show late. Last thing I want to announce is the, um, the sunrise ceremony to stand with standing rock to stock, the Dakota Access Pipeline. It's going to be hosted by Idle No More. It's going to happen on Tuesday, November 15th here in San Francisco at Civic Center at Polk and Grove Streets, starting at 6.30 a.m., and it's going until noon. So it's going to be a sunrise ceremony, um, and then followed by a march to the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers um, with a planned nonviolent direct action. Uh, This is an Indigenous-led, prayerful action. So please, absolutely no drugs or alcohol are allowed. Um, And we're going to be hearing from people calling from Standing Rock, from the camp out there in North Dakota. um, And they're going to be calling here on the Common Thread at 5 o'clock. So tune in, or stay tuned, um, or download the podcast later at mutinyradio.fm. I'm Global Val, and it's a real honor privilege to be here at mutiny radio, uh, hosting the show women's magazine. Of course, uh, I want to give a big shout out to my, my sisters over at KPFA for 94.1. Um, because women's magazine happens every week there on Monday, 1 PM. Um, and they do a lot of great work as well. So, um, stayed strong, everybody. We're going to get through this. Um, I've only got one more minute. So, I'll leave it like that. Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't have time to read this poem. I'll tell you what. Stay tuned. I'll read it at the beginning of Common Thread Collective, which is coming up next. So remember, just when your aspirations seem outrageous, like running for Senate, when you're a minority woman candidate, that inspiration is contagious. Peace and thank you. And we love you. Keep shining. Here's some more music from our sister Sea Star out on the big island. Stay loving, everybody. Peace.